0: to the one a week podcast everybody. I am Jonas. I'm Matthew. And this week we are going to be talking about the new release from Earl Sweatshirt titled Sick! Exclamation point. Yes, Sick! Exclamation point, all caps. Stylized in all caps. Yeah. Um, Earl Sweatshirt, a former member of somewhat prolific West Coast rap collective Odd Future. Um, I mean, I really don't think I need to introduce him that much. Earl Sweatshirt's very well-known. He's kind of big. Um, but I I do feel it necessary to talk about, um, Earl Sweatshirt's career in terms of the context of it, because I feel like that'll come up, uh, in some of what I have to say about the album, um, before we get right into the album. Um, I feel like a lot of the former OF members, uh have, like, the most interesting careers of, like, mainstream music uh, in the last, like, 20 years. Well, when you get...
1: They got famous off the internet.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: I think that's... You're already in for it.
0: Yeah. But, like, maybe that's just the nature of the game at this point. But, like, when... I mean, I guess the obvious... The obvious people you got to talk about are Tyler, the creator, Frank Ocean, Earl Sweatshirt. Those are like the, the the big three. Although most members of Odd Future have remained relevant in one way or another, like just like the the evolution of all of their careers and very different evolutions of them between the those three names
1: mm-hmm.
0: are very fascinating. And like Earl is definitely my favorite member of OF, and I went through like a pretty a big OF like phase at one point last year and like a big Earl phase to like really the first time I ever got into any of that stuff um Mm -hmm. and I think sonically Earl has had the most interesting evolution obviously Tyler's is like the most publicized and he's the biggest of any of them but like Earl has had the greatest shift I think um in in his in his career uh if you beg to differ, please feel oh, free to weigh the, in, You're but. the
1: OF historian over here. You have you you own like what
0: you well you just own Doris on physical, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I've never actually seen anything other than Doris and uh, Feet of Clay on physical. Because like I mean
1: I'm I'm familiar with the works of a one Tyler the Creator and Frank Ocean. Yeah. And and um, I've only listened to I think in full um some rap songs and this album from Earl yeah I mean I've only listened to like Blonde and Full from Frank Ocean I haven't like listened to and so you know I don't I just know by either word of mouth or from what you've said to me most of the history of their careers I just knew that they were all in like a little collective together that wasn't really successful as its own collective. It kind of, you know, they kind of broke up pretty early on. They didn't have that huge, like, smash-out album that, like, a Wu-Tang or a triple-six mafia would have. They just kind of were a little... I kind of saw them as a novelty act because of, like, their whole Loiter Squad TV show thing. Yeah. So it felt like it wasn't, like, a super serious... Like hip hop collective that they were going for, even though they were putting out music together, um, but kind of like it was like the 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 launch point for a lot of careers,
0: a lot of really good careers. Yeah, and a lot
1: of very prolific careers. Yeah. So I, I mean,
0: mean, I th- <coughs> excuse me. I think the big thing about OF um, and each individual member is that like the the selling point is just like the personality. And that shines through, I think, the entirety of everybody's career. I mean, like, obviously you have the personality of someone like Tyler, the creator, who is like eccentric, but like youthful and very, um, I mean, I said this back when we reviewed Call Me When You Get Lost, but I think he's the most representative, like artist Mm -hmm. of like people our age. Like, maybe not the most important, but I think he is, like, the face of people our age in terms of accessibility and still, like, creativity. Mm -hmm. But, like, you look at someone like Earl, who is very different in his personality, both now and back in the odd future days. And, like, his personality still shines through in Doris, and it shines through all the way to Sick. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think is, I think it's cool. It makes it feel very... um, Genuine, and mm-hmm. you know Earl's thing has always been, uh, he's he raps unhappy, you know, like he's and 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 that's evolved as he's gotten older to be a little bit more introspective and like critical of a lot more, uh, you know, like societal influences rather than just like his own personal struggles that he would rap about in twenty thirteen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that continues through Sick. And Sick is actually, I think, ironically, a little bit more optimistic than a lot of his more recent work. Um, mm-hmm. Because Sick feels a lot more balanced in the, like, idea of life in general having this, like, inherent ebb and flow to positives and negatives. Because there's, there's plenty here about, like a lot of unfair things going on. He talks a lot in the first two tracks about, um, you know, like, I mean, this is like a a COVID-related album, which is really starting to get on my nerves in terms of, like, general releases. But, like, he talks about the, the weird dichotomy of, like, people having really low standards of living, but, like, not being able to go out and do anything or go out and work. Um and it's just like how that's like a double standard and like i it, and and but then there's there's stuff about like him reflecting on his success in mm-hmm. in a very like non braggadocious way he's very much like acknowledging he's successful but also looking at the the cost of that mm-hmm. um so i i think i think that i think. Earl Sweatshirt is a very important artist for modern hip-hop, because I think he's a I think he's very talented, and I think he's a very prevalent gateway for a lot of people to look into a more thoughtful side of hip-hop that they otherwise wouldn't, because of where he started and his roots. Mm-hmm. Well, you
1: know, a little, little
0: historical context, a little cultural context.
1: Um, I guess to
0: talk about the... Yeah, we can the, talk about the album the, now. The I just, I music. I really like talking about Odd Future and its members, because it's a very well, cool you did, yeah, for a nugget while, of history to me. For a while,
1: you, like, it was like a two-month kick of yours, where you were, like, listening to some guy from Odd Future that literally no one had ever heard of Mike before. Mike G. There was Mike G. I'm sure there were others. Yeah, I, was like, I, I
0: did a deep dive. Yeah. Um but yeah, sick uh from earl Sweatshirt, twenty twenty two release um as per usual, it's a really quick album clocks in just under twenty five minutes i believe um but what i uh what what earl does and what i've i've taken note of is in every song, even if short Uh, like there's a lot of like one to two minute cuts on this record Mm -hmm. no track is like sparse you know like everything and everything is like packed full of content Mm -hmm. and i think that like it's easy to get frustrated at a song for being a minute and a half for me at least but like even his like minute and a half songs on this album when they're over i'm like there was a lot going on there that Mm -hmm will keep me going back and reading into it which I I mean I listen to this album a ton um
1: I mean you can it's super
0: cool. yeah that's why and like I, I still know I've got nowhere close to unpacking a lot of what's going on um but that's like that's a that's a big thing I I've noticed and right off the bat with track 1 old friend um it's a minute 20 it's an intro track but it's there's still like plenty going on yeah, he he uses
1: kind of these very like vague, abstract kind of lyrics to kind of portray imagery that puts you like in a mood or puts you in like an emotional state rather than being like material things like a lot of rap can be. It's 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 very unique and he's kind of he's kind of trademarked this kind of like there's plenty of rappers that are like kind of rap about very abstract things to kind of put you in an emotional state but i think earl has his own kind of brand of that and he's definitely one of the biggest artists to be putting out bars like this so you know when you're when you're like wow this song was 90 seconds but like I was there i I kind of felt what he was trying to make me feel, and um the songs can be you know very disheveled, very kind of they feel like they're very thrown together, but um, you'll feel a mood even if it's like ninety seconds, so you'll be like, okay, I'm slightly more upset than I was when the the song started, which I think is impressive,
0: yeah. Um, all right we can go talk about the leading single from this album track two titled twenty ten um this song has grown on me significantly since it came out i was mm-hmm. i mean I thought it was fine when it came out but it didn't it didn't do a whole lot for me but in the context of this album it feels a lot better um and this I feel like this is maybe the greatest example on the album of uh, like him just fitting a ton of content into, I mean this is a two and a half minute cut, so it's longer. But like, he says a lot of words in these two and, well, and a half it, minutes. It
1: has like his his quickest flow that he yeah. displays on the whole thing. Yeah. Um, you know I'm still take it or leave it on the beat. Yeah, and I And kind agree. of the groove of the whole thing. Um, but I mean it's he's trying a new thing. Yeah. And um. I like the energy that he puts into this track. It's definitely the most aggressive I've heard him sound in quite a while. He's yeah. usually not kind of spitting a bar after another. And I think, you know, for that reason, this is one of my more favorite cuts on the on the whole thing, just because it has such, like, a, a pointed direction. Yeah, He's reflecting on a lot of his career so far... And A lot
0: on his childhood, which, I mean, like, blends together with his career. Yeah, considering it feels He it feels got very famous no, I mean, at, like,
1: 18. Very, like, um, almost, like, regretful mm-hmm. of, like, how he's managed to become as successful as he has. Especially with those, like, final bars about how he can't really look back without feeling pain. Because so much of his career and his success is entangled within, like, trauma and grief. Yeah. When you make you know music as sad as Earl does, especially in the past, and you get successful off it, I'm, I imagine it's hard to kind of like reflect on that success mm-hmm. without also having to reflect on what you made the art about, yep. which in his case is very kind of you know painful. Yeah. So that that's why I like the song quite a bit because it feels so like all encompassing with all the stuff, and it feels like it. It's very cohesive, and it comes through with a clear kind of I don't want to say message because that feels like like I'm in you know language arts no. more like um just like a a theme that yeah. he he delivers very succinctly
0: yeah i mean i i i I think that it's okay it's labeled it's it's named 2010, which is when his like debut mixtape came out, I'm fairly certain titled Earl Mm -hmm. and like that was the exact same time that he was sent away to like a boarding school by his mother because of like behavioral concerns Mm -hmm. because he was like a like 16 at that time or something and so like it's just like it's building it's him talking about building on the foundation of of already having problems at the inception at the at the 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 point of creation of his career and mm-hmm. like what kind of impression that would leave on somebody and like yeah, that's scary, that's a scary thought whoa man like, but uh yeah, I like this it's grown on me a lot since it released
1: mm-hmm. um
0: um title
1: track. Sick, exclamation point, although not in all
0: caps for True. the
1: song. So I guess it's not technically the title track, <laughs> if you want to get specific. um, He sounds like like the mic was about 10 feet away
0: when he recorded the song. He was actually sick when he recorded this song. And that's
1: also very possible because
0: he no, sounds... No, like that's, that's like on record. Oh, that's like, like part of the whole thing. He time. was physically ill when okay. recording this song. Because this is like the
1: slowest and like most like kind of clunky flow that he displays on the whole, um, album. And I'm not really a huge fan of it. I like the concept, obviously sick. Yeah. I get it. And he's, he's kind of talking a lot about, you know, sickness in terms of COVID and also, you know, other kinds of sickness, but the track feels a little too all over the place, even if it's, like, kind of thematically cohesive. It feels a little too... And that, that I think, would be my main problem with this whole album. is just kind of, like... Because I kept thinking about um, some rap songs, which is, like, kind of similarly structured mm-hmm. in terms of, like, the, like, 80-second songs with, like, a verse... Or maybe like a little refrain if you're lucky because there's like really not a hook in sight on this whole album yep. so it's more of like just bars on bars on bars but f- some rap songs work so well for me because it's so like put together it's so very much focused and and pointed and kind of sharp with which e- with each song kind of building on the songs around it and on the album as a whole but this feels a little more just kind of like a collection of demos, even though obviously they're not demos. There's a lot of thought put into them, but just kind of how disheveled they are overall. <coughs> I don't think it's as successful with the same formula that some rap songs had overall. And this this kind of... The title track is kind of an example of that.
0: Hmm. That's... I'm. You know, it's funny because I... Uh see what you mean uh and i see where you're coming from uh and i don't i don't really know how or why but uh this is i think my favorite track on the album um i like (laughs) i don't i don't even know that i could concede that it's the best track like because it's not but like this one it's like very catchy to me uh which you know that does some work for a song Mm. um but I mean, I just, I guess I was really worried about another COVID album because I'm sick of it. I'm tired of like COVID oh, albums oh, and this song in particular, as I was like approaching it, I was like, this is going to be lame. He's going like, to say COVID-19. Yeah, if he did, I would be saying something different, but he 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 did not say the phrase COVID-19 in his raps. Mm-hmm. Um, But I just think that thematically this one really clicks and works and like it's not like it's not so specifically like an isolation or a quarantine song or whatever. It's like he did his own take and I really appreciate that. And like I get why someone would say like the vocals and the audio is rough and annoying because like that's fair. But I really like it okay. for whatever like, reason. I get, what like, I get what you remember, but uh, here's why you're wrong. But I, I think that I think it, I think it makes the track, um, yeah, I mean, have an air of authenticity, guess, if you will. Well,
1: yeah, there's, and there's things I like about it. So, mm-hmm. like I, I, I like, you know, the production throughout the whole album, I think, is still good and yeah. unique. And you know, Earl, every single song has like a bar or two that I think is a highlight. Yeah. So it just, it doesn't come together for that's, me it doesn't yeah, it doesn't all fair. click it when i was listening to it i was like it's not it's i just feel like he's done this before and yeah. better that's with fair. with more kind of glue holding the whole thing together it just felt like i was kind of like reading him it felt a little bit like he was freestyling even though you obviously couldn't freestyle bars like these yeah. just cuz of how they're kind of like jumping yeah. between ideas so quickly. You didn't really have like a a an, a main yeah. driving idea in mind.
0: Yeah. Um, however,
1: for the song Vision, don't even get
0: me started on this
1: song. I love this song. This song's really good. Yeah. I love the the lush piano mm-hmm. that's still kind of like lo fi. Um I love Z Loopers. He's he's grown on Z-Loopers me definitely is as an artist. Really
0: good. And he his album last year, also really good. I really <laughs> liked it. I,
1: I thought it was pretty good, but it felt a little kind of like playing it safe or not really like having its own kind of oomph to it, yeah. but he's he's definitely growing on me, and his personality, I think, is a great contrast to Earl's, because Earl's like, kind of like <laughs> you know, yeah. flow Sleepy. on every single track, yeah. it's kind of, Z-Looper does like these like little voices. He's so weird he'll, and goofy. He'll, yeah. he'll switch up his, like, inflection every, like, three bars, and then, like, the end of his verse where he's like, what's happening? Where am I right now? What's happening? That's hilarious. And I also think is, like, the point of the song, it's kind of like a, you, like, stop, and you're like, okay, wait, what's, what is going on? Because for a lot of COVID, you, like, there were a lot of moments where you're like, okay, wait, hold up, what? Where, like, where am I right now? And then Earl's verse, I think, kind of reinforces that whole idea. And he's, yeah. like, he has, like, these weird, like, loops on his vocals. So, yeah. like, it, it it's like an ad-lib, but it's, like, the the thing he was just saying in the bar before, but it, like, comes back in a loop at, like, a higher volume, so it's kind of like an ad-lib. It's weird, but I I like it quite a bit. I think it bit. really works.
0: I think I think that it's a really cool pairing and I'm glad to see Z loopers getting to do like stuff like this. Cause I feel like it's easy for his style to not be taken seriously, but I've seen mm-hmm. nothing but like respect put on his name. And that's probably a big part cause he signed a bruiser brigade, but like I, I'm glad that like his eccentric style is being, uh, complimented with, uh, like bigger respectable it's all names. Good things, all good things. Yep. It's a good track. Also, I think the longest cut on the album. Yeah, and it's got I a, I I like the outro. I I mean all the samples on this album are cool cuz they pick the, whoever produces these tracks, which is an assortment of people. Uh, is what I mean by that. Uh, and but,
1: including Earl himself. Yes. And
0: I think a lot of the samples are probably picked by Earl. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's I, I really really like it. Uh track 5 uh tabula rasa tabula rasa
1: i i think it's tabula rasa
0: yeah uh this is the arm hammer feature um and we're arm hammer fans here this album actually I here instead because i've already listened to a lot of earl after listening to this album i listened to a lot of billy woods in the last week or two mm-hmm. um And I've been having a lot of fun with that. I'm a little behind the train in terms of our our duo here. Some of us already had our Billy Woods moment. But I'm having it now, and I'm enjoying it. Um, And I do think that uh, Billy Woods kind of steals the show on this track in particular. Um, Mm -hmm. But, I mean, honestly, I think Earl's the weakest performance here. I I want to like the song more than I do. I will say that. But I um, I like Elucid, how he sets the tone. I like, um, he's got a very, like, uh, gripping flow going into it, like, I mean, he always does, but, like, it's very, like, punchy to me, um, and then Billy Woods comes in and just feels, like, very, um, like, I don't know if this is gonna make any sense to you, it feels very low to the ground to me, which, like, that's,
1: that's, like, his thing, that's his thing, yeah, he's very, like, like, he's... He's like, wow, that's just some guy. Yeah. But he'd be, he would just be rapping over some. He, he Billy Woods' rap style is like, he would just kind of be talking, and yeah. the the producers like, whatever, put that on the track, whatever, man. Yep. And yeah, like you said, I I want to like this song, I really really do, but I don't know, it just because I keep thinking about the la- like how much fireworks we had from their last collab. Yeah. And it just feels like this is kind of more like a like could have been left on the cutting room floor um in terms of like it it, i don't think it's a bad song i think each of their verses has their moments
0: it just it feels like it could be so much more
1: and it's yeah it's just kind of like a it's just kind of like they each sliver verse and the song's over it doesn't feel like there's much else going on yeah the beat is fine you know like the percussionless little soul sample and piano but it's kind of like the same like Two second loop yeah. for the whole thing, and it's like a four minute song, so it kind of wears out its welcome a little bit. So this,
0: I, I this was one of the singles I listened to, and it really hasn't grown on me at all. Yeah, it's pretty much stagnated for me. Um, not bad, but not great. And I expect great from a combination like that. Like there's only the two features on this album, I and the Z Loopers one is pull. way better. I want,
1: If I hear Armin Hammer's song, I went
0: to. I want to be screaming by the end of it. So true. Uh, next track, "Lie." Um, I think that for, for go, we're in the second half of the album now. There's ten tracks. Mm-hmm. I think the second half of the album is a little bit less notable than the first half. I, I think know. it's actually
1: significantly weaker than the first half. Yeah, if I may be so bold, and my, you, you may my be claims. bold, because I mean, you have like you have "Lie" and then you have the interlude, which mm-hmm. like. Why do you have an interlude on an album that's literally ten minutes long, and <laughs> that the interlude is no, it's it's not any notably shorter than yeah. the
0: rest of the tracks. It's yeah. like the same length as you know your opener. It is weird to me. Yeah. So and the interlude is kind of a banger in terms true. of like production, which is notable because I, you don't get that much from Earl. But and we'll get into this more in a minute. So is track nine. Titanic is like a banger, and yeah. that's it. It's not an interlude, you so that's like
1: that, you could say that Titanic has a bit of a trap, infl- a a trap bit, influence. A little, bit. Be, a little bit, But yeah, I mean, I think from from lie to Titanic is like a four sh- track stretch. that is fairly dry. It feels very kind of like. Yeah, it's the same mood as the rest of the album. It's the same kind of dejected Earl sound that you can come to expect. And while I think some of the beats are pretty good and there, you know, are great bars here and there, it just kind of is lacking. It's kind of, kind of a, a overall a mixed bag. Yeah, I, if uh, if I can use that term,
0: you can. In fact, I'm I I. That's pretty much all I have to say until we get to Titanic. I do want to talk about Titanic a okay. little bit more though,
1: okay, man?
0: Because I, I, I really, I really like this sound on this one. Like, I just like it I, feels really. don't think really I've heard f-
1: on a on a song like this since like The Doors. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's like, I, and that was that was super notable to me. And I think that's part of why I like Sick as well, is because it's like this this album just has more like. It has more energy, and Mm -hmm. you don't get like just like pure raw energy from Earl a lot. You get a lot of other things, you get a lot of other thoughtful things, but Mm -hmm. like he usually feels a little bit too melancholy to put that kind of force behind a track. And I feel like Titanic does it better than any other track on this album, or since he's kind of switched up his sound to be what it is now. And I think that that's really notable, and I think this is a good track. I like Titanic, and I think on the second half of the record it's it's my my highlight mm-hmm. um again still less than 2 minutes um but like i i just i think that i think that this is good energy in this track and that's why yeah. it's notable
1: and well i mean yeah th- there are things i like about this song you know obviously the energy the kind of speedy flow but you know i still feel like the songwriting is a
0: little just a little kind of
1: aimless yeah. in terms of like an overall direction. Like, you know, he can still write quality bars at the end of the day and he's still one of the more enigmatic and interesting rappers it's currently operating. Yeah. But I mean, I've heard better from him yeah. Yeah. before and uh, that's just what I kept thinking about. I was like, this just feels like he's kind of going through the motions just a little bit. Just a tad, like oh, the Earl fans will be like, "Yep, yep, sounds like sounds like Earl." Yep, this is pretty good. Sounds like Earl. So, <clears throat> as someone who's not like a diehard Earl fan, like I, I very much appreciate what he does. Yeah. But,
0: you know, I can I can
1: take it or leave it. That's fine. Take it or leave it. But I do
0: like the closer quite a bit. Yeah. I figured we'd get into that. Uh, closer, fire in the hole. This the Alchemist did this beat, didn't he? I believe so. Um
1: yeah, I mean, the beat's great. Um, I like that it's Earl sounds particularly dejected on this one. Yeah. Um, I like um it's about like a like a relationship that's like going nowhere. He's like, um I like like he talks about leaving girl like undelivered and then like he's like, Well, I could still like get her if I wanted to, I can just hit her up. But it's very like negative. Yeah. Like, oh I have options. Oh I can easily get a girl but he doesn't seem to be very happy about that. Yeah. And I I like the I like the groovy guitar. This has like the very the nicest groove on the whole album I think. And then it kind of the he lets the beat ride out for like a minute and the beat is so good that I don't mind. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, I, I think that I think that this is um I think it's a really good closer because uh, it feels like I said at the beginning like it's a it's a solid conclusion to that ebb and flow of like there's always going to be good and bad and this ends on a little bit more of like a reclusive note and Mm -hmm. I mean I think that I think that that's apt considering uh, what this album's about in terms of like current context and the fact that all of that is still prevalent. Um, So I think it's a very fair note to end on, even if a little bit specific to Earl's life, it's, you know, equally reflective of other themes that have been discussed on the album.
1: So true. So um, there you have it. Another little sad set of songs from our boy Earl Sweatshirt. Uh, Will he ever be happy ever again?
0: Probably not,
1: but the Earl fans are probably cool with that
0: I mean, you know, like, in terms of like an artistic way, sure. I don't ever want anybody to be miserable, but I mean, every time I think about,
1: let's 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 think. Um, when Kanye divorced Kim, and everyone on Twitter was like, "We get another classic," and even stupider, the thing that's going around right now with like Rihanna and Asap Rocky wow. having a child, everyone's like, "Bro, Drake is about to drop." Take care, too, dude. He's about to drop another classic, dude. First of all, Drake has no classics, so let me (laughs) stop you right there. Um, And secondly, uh, no, he sucks, and he's not as good as he was when he was dropping stuff like Marvin's Room. So, sorry, guys.
0: Yep. So, it's
1: kind of like that. Like, I'm sure there are plenty of Earl fans that would like him to be happy, but I'm sure there's plenty that are like, you know, if he never is happy again, I wouldn't be upset.
0: No. Well... I don't fall into that camp, so I can sleep. At I'm night. not
1: like the other Earl Sweatshirt
0: fans, fellas. Right, how are you feeling on grade here?
1: Um, I still liked it mm-hmm. overall. It just felt like it could have been a lot more. So you know, probably like a a B
0: minus. I'm sitting at a B plus. I nice. uh, I liked it. I'm going to probably revisit some rap songs because I do agree with you in so far as they're they are similarly constructed and that one is executed a little bit better. But I still enjoyed it and it was prob well no it wasn't my favorite album of January actually but mm-hmm. it was a good album in January probably my second favorite. Not yeah. bad. Yeah. Um. What are we doing next week? Okay. Okay. So um
1: since um, we're going to have to get this next episode out um, by, like, the Saturday after Mitski drops, and um,
0: what's another band that's dropping? Black Country New Road. Black Country New Road. Also Um, Big Thief, I think.
1: Big Thief. uh, Pretty huge releases. Um, I'm not going to pick any of those because I don't want to have, like, a day to listen to it and uh, then have to give, like, you know, finalized thoughts on it. Yeah. We'll probably so, do one of
0: them the following week. Most
1: likely. And then maybe another one the yeah. week after that. Um, so for this I'm going a little I'm getting a little crazy. <laughs> I am we are going to talk about Sleep's two thousand three album, Dope Smoker, which uh, funnily enough is one song that is an hour and three minutes long. Oh my god. So we'll have a little bit of fun with that one. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have a little bit of fun <laughs> talking about that one. We can't be like we can't just go track by track by track to talk about it. We'll have I'll to, have to come like up with something stands. else. So, All right. Yeah, we're cool. throwing, throwing throwing us a loop. Interesting. For the next one. All right.
0: We'll,
1: well roll thank with everybody it. Everybody for listening. Yeah.
0: Thank mm-hmm. you.